Tonight's episode of The Good Show is proudly brought to you by... Newspapers. For the love of God, please buy one. Live from Studio Pleasant in the heart of summery, freezing cold Melbourne, it's The Good Show. Everybody, it's a good show. Everybody, what's a good show? Ah, yes! Hello! Uh, Watch out for that broken leg. I think I hurt myself coming out. Alright, we gotta go to the hospital now. See ya! (laughs) No, let's stay! No, we gotta do this thing. Alright, we'll do this thing. Hello, I'm David M. Green. I'm Anthony McCormack. Yes, this is The Good Show. On Oh, wait, no, we're not on a radio station. I was going to say on the name of the station. Coming at you from Studio Pleasant. David, what is on tonight's show? Uh, I don't know, but I do know that I will be learning the true meaning of Christmas. And David, tonight I will learn that all the money in the world doesn't mean anything if there's no love in your heart. Right, okay. Well, uh, this this is our first podcast for The Good Show. It's actually the first podcast that I've ever done. It's your first podcast too? I've never done a podcast before. No? Is that a problem, do you think, that neither of us have done a pod? Is there, I don't know, is there something that we can read up on, some materials that will help us through? There's got to be something around Studio Pleasant. Uh, what about that thing there marked for emergency purposes only? In crayon. Oh, God, it's covered in dust. Let me just blow some of this dust off. <sighs> Oh, dust! Oh, the magic of radio. Oh, pardon me. Do you think there's a slot somewhere in the studio old enough for me to put this in? <laughs> yeah, I hope you don't use that often. Uh, you, why don't you try that machiney type thing over there? Okay. Now this this apparently is going to teach us how to do a podcast, as is my understanding. Let's let's have a listen. So, you're a couple of stand-up comedians and think you'll have a go at doing your own podcast. Hello, and welcome to Two Peas in a Podcast. I'm Peter Dingleberg. And I'm Paul Silverbeat. Uh, but first things first, how are you today, Peter? Uh, well, uh, yeah... Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm good. Well, I'm 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 more good now than I was a little earlier when I was not as good. Yeah, y- y- yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna have to agree with you there on that and um, say that I'm good as well. You no-talent idiot hack morons. You're not funny, you don't know the first thing about radio, and nobody wants to listen to you crapping on and on about f*** all because you did no preparation and have absolutely nothing worthwhile to contribute to any section of society. Until now. Hi, I'm Radio's David M. Green. If you want to be a successful podcasting superstar millionaire ladies man playboy like me, all you need is a few of these. That's right, cliched radio sound effects greatest hits. When your talk break simply can't cut it, 
pump it up with a couple of zany audio zingers. Clichéd radio sound effects have been getting broadcasters out of a bind for over 80 years. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. Gag didn't land right? Tell your panel operator to slip in a clichéd radio sound effect greatest hit. So I said, I reckon I could eat that whole bench. <laughs> oh, Peter. Here's a few more we haven't used yet. There you go. Clichéd radio sound effects greatest hits. I think that's all of them. No, there's more. <laughs> Clichéd radio sound effects greatest uh Oh my god, you just killed David M. Green. What have I done? Now, I don't remember doing that. Uh, it must be a different David M. Green. Mm. Well, it's, it, the relation in voice is just, it's like a, some sort of Back to the Future movie. You might, there must have been a great f grandfather that you had that looks exactly like you, sounds exactly like you, is played by the same actor is what I'm getting at, recorded information about podcasts which didn't actually exist in the time of your grandfather, and somehow put it on an 8-track. Well, let's move on. Uh, hi, I'm David M. Green, and uh, this is The Good Show. You know, I'm getting sick already of saying that... Mm. Um, an ID, it's, that's it's, called. It's, yeah, it's sad. I mean, back in radio, you yeah. could just play an ID, you know? He had audio. This whole new world of technology, it scares me, David. It scares me. Mm. I just wish we could go back. Well, you know, I have actually prepared some IDs earlier so our voices don't get strained mm. with saying the ID all the time. We just, you know, play one of these. You want to hear it? I, I would love to. Yeah, have a listen. I have supreme confidence in your abilities. What are we listening to? The Good Show. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, I mean, that's pretty good. I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I guess. I, I don't want to be harsh. I just, I was expecting. No, it. I've got more. Yeah, oh, you oh, do. There's, there's not just that one. No, of oh, course not. Of course just, I just reel off and reel off. with me. That's what you were doing. What are we listening to? Oh, yeah. Listen to that. MP3. 192 KBS. The Good Show. Oh, ain't that just smoother than a fine thing? Yeah, I uh, I don't know. It made me a little sleepy. I might have to listen to a tape of whale sounds to wake up. You know what I'm right. saying? Upbeat, David. Up we got to be. I need something more upbeat than that. A little jazzier. Yeah. See. Little, all right. Oh, I got more. You, There's you do. more. Okay. Have a, how about right. this one? Does this take your fancy? Yeah. The Good Show. You're listening to The Good Show with David M. Green and Anthony McCormack. Hey, that's us. Mm. Mm. You're not a little too worried that it's uh, too modern, are you? Uh, no, that's actually from uh, Johnny Hates Jazz. I'm quaking. 1988. I'm quaking in my acid wash denim. 
<laughs> and you're wearing that as well. <laughs> and a gigantic cowboy hat. But I'm not sure that it's the right. I don't know. You see, this. Have you got anything else? I've got you. You really want to kick it I up? Want, kick it into gear. I want the best. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. David M. Green, Anthony McCormack, The Good Show. There you go. I think what is good about what we've got here is at least we've got charm. Because if we have charm... There's we... more. There's actually one more that you've forgotten about. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <Let's> not... <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's not even introduce it. Show. 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 Oh gosh! No, 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 no show. That's uh, that was the working title for this this show. <laughs> we went with the good show though. Yeah, we uh, we na na the na na title. That... Do you want to go with the na na show? And we said na na. <laughs> Uh, all right, enough of that. At least we've got charm, is what right, I'm trying we've, to yeah, say. Yeah, we've, we've done the ID bit. Charm. At, at least Tell me we've about got charm. charm. Because if you can't do it the other way around, you can have a really terrible show <laughs> as long as you've got just a modicum of charm. But you can't really do, you know, a really great show if you have no charm whatsoever. Coming soon to a motion picture theater near you, pop music sensation King Louis. He is charming. He is suave. Women want him and men want to be him. King Louis stars in a new motion picture vehicle from United Capital. Hey, give me back my lunch money! What are you gonna do, kid? Go cry to your mommy? (laughs) Gulp? It's pop sensation King Louis. He's totally tubular and far out. Uh, just give the kid his money, Tyrone. I don't want to mess with King Louie. The name of that motion picture is Party Beach. It revolves around King Louie, a lowly street performer. As the neighborhood bully, I have to admit that King Louie is the greatest guitar player in the world. Mm. But... He'll never amount to anything. Well, just as long as he doesn't have his eye on my girlfriend. Hey, Tyrone, they just posted up on the notice board. They're holding a surfing competition. Surfing competition? I'm certain to win. Everyone knows I'm the greatest surfer in the county. And there's absolutely no one to put me in my place. Who would have thought this lowly street performer would be the greatest surfer that ever lived? Party Beach. Franklin B. Everhart directs a screenplay by John Goldman. You've heard his music. You've read his liner notes. Now see him on the silver screen. King Louis is handsome, suave, charismatic. Women want him and men want to be him. For the love of his sweetheart, King Louis must win the car race to end all car races in this climactic scene from his new movie, Party Beach. King Louis, you came. 
you're the greatest musician and surfer in the world, but you know nothing about cars. But you've only just met me. Sandra. Suddenly, war is declared. Who will fight for justice and truth? King Louis will, in his new motion picture, Party Beach. Oh, King Louis, thank you for single-handedly dragging me through that landing. So this is Omaha. So this is Omaha. When they said nice beaches, I sure didn't picture this much gunfire. Party Beach, a new motion picture from United Capital, starring pop sensation King Louis. Rated PG-13. The Good Show. It's good, 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 good. Yes. Hello, I'm David M. Green. I'm Anthony McCormick. We used to work together, David. But oh, I mean, you're just going straight for it, aren't yeah. you? Let's, let's just go straight into it. We used to work together um, in an office, and there's something a little bit magical about being in an office with someone that you know is going to go off and become famous, you know? Pruitt Muscovitz, I believe, was the I'm, guy's I'm name. Not, I'm not even talking about him. Oh, I mean, not that office. There was, there was Michael Caine when we wor- worked in the office with Sir Michael Caine, the legendary... Oh, my God. How could I forget that? I'm a little surprised that you did forget that. That was, that was a tough office, though, wasn't it? Should we even bother trying to convince the listener that this actually happened? It, it happened. Uh, if only there was some sort of evidence, you know, and... and well, I guess as just... luck would have it, you... there was a very funny situation. I'm talking 1990, <clears throat> and uh, I had a little dictaphone at the time because this is, you know, before the invention of the pen. Oh, that's... And I would use the dictaphone to sort of record my own voice. That's fantastic. If only you'd caught some of Michael Caine on tape. But I uh... used to leave it running 24 hours a day. Is that true? You should see the number of those little micro cassette tapes that I have in a tiny little filing cabinet. Just That's up against fantastic. one of my walls. It's, it's just a shame you didn't catch Michael Caine on tape. It is a shame, and I don't have any recording at all. <laughs> oh, wait, yes, I do. You do? I do. That's incredible. So, do you remember this? Uh, hi, Michael. Um, Mr. Caine? It's a... Uh, sir, sir, Mr. Caine, it's a pleasure to meet I you. I will try and put this as politely as possible. What the fuck are you doing in my office? Uh, <laughs> um... Uh, hello, I'm David M. Green. I'm the new intern. Let me rephrase the question. Okay. What the fuck are you doing in my office? Uh, sorry, I, uh, I just, uh, I needed to print something and I don't have a computer password yet, so... It's not the computer, it's you and your goddamn desk! Whoa, 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 what's all the commotion out here? There is a man in my office. Sorry, Anthony, there's been a misunderstanding. I, I think I accidentally wandered into Michael Caine's office. 
Is this right, Michael? It is my office! Okay, let's all just calm down. David, I thought I told you to hang out at the reception desk with Henry Park and Melanie. Why did you bring Henry Park in here, huh? Why did you bring Melanie here to make sure the phone gets answered? They said they went out to watch the basketball. How we could bring in the whole goddamn New York Knicks just to make sure your trash hits the basket. Michael, please, I think you just need to relax. Do you like to watch, I don't know, cricket? How's that? Yeah, that's right. How's that? Yeah, right. Why don't you step into my office and watch the test cricket? It is my office! No, that's my office. It is my office! No, Mr. Kane, I can assure you that office is mine. What the fuck are you doing in my office? Michael Kane, I've been in that office for five years. Let me rephrase the question. Okay. What the fuck are you doing in my office? Yeah, Michael, come on. You're not winning an Oscar for this performance. I know you're a big star in Hollywood, but around here we work as a team. There is a man in my office. Uh, yeah, sorry, that's that's me. Let me rephrase the question. Okay. okay. There is a man in my office. What's going on? Let's get back to work, please. I'm just having some issues with Michael Caine's office. There is a man in my office. What in the name of God is Henry Park doing in my office? Sorry, Michael, I just wanted to check my Facebook on your computer. It's not the computer, it's you and your goddamn desk! How many offices does this guy have? What the fuck are you doing in my office? Mr. Kane, you forget yourself, sir! Meaning what? Oh, well, you're sure making my job difficult. Then why don't you have me removed, Bobby boy? It's Anthony. We've met several times. Let me tell you something, Bobster. You don't know the first fucking thing about power. I have more power in this hand than all you fucking know. Whoa. I must apologize, David. Working with Michael Caine can be a bit intense. I'll say. Ooh, hope he doesn't freak out about that blow-up doll I left in that spare office over there. There is a man in my office. Yeah, very powerful hand he had mm. oh. from memory. It was. Uh... And you remember how no one ever answered the phone in that office? <laughs> it was just ringing constantly in the background throughout the day. That is, in yeah, retrospect, that's probably what went wrong with that business. Yeah, it was <laughs> a call center. Why we needed to liquidate at the end of it. But uh, let's let's take a break. We'll be right back. The Good Show, now broadcasting out of Michael Caine's office. What the fuck are you doing in my office? Ooh, what's that sound? It's the sound of opportunity. Do you have clothes, books, and mattresses you no longer need? Kamal Records cluttering up your rumpus room? Who the hell wants that suitcase with no wheels on the bottom? We do! Hi, I'm Marvis Harvey from Australia's second largest chain of op shops. Op yours! We're always on the lookout for free stock for our 750 stores right across the nation. Shoes, floral crockery sets, unsellable children's toys. Even if technically it doesn't belong to you, we'll still happily take it and cut you in for a slice of the action. Boy, that opportunity just keeps knocking, doesn't it? Mr. Harvey, open up. It's the police. Anyway, I have to go now. Up yours.
It's always good, David, when you're when you're doing a show to connect with your listeners, to be able to reach out and touch them and hold them and caress their beautiful foreheads and just whisper into their ears everything's gonna be all right. But Anthony, we are sitting in Studio Pleasant. How do we connect with our listeners? There's gotta be contact also, details. Oh we don't have any listeners. <laughs> I forgot to mention that, but go on. Uh, but but David, I just noticed that the switchboard has lit up with callers just positively teeming uh, with callers wanting to talk to us. Just you could just press any button at random. It's any button at random. Let's talk to a listener. Uh, right, I believe we have Beverly on the line. Hello, Beverly. Yes, <clears throat> I just want to tell you. Yep. That. Uh, Julia Gillard is a communist. We seem to have lost that call. No, she's That's, still there. No, no, she isn't. She isn't. Uh, how good for Beverly? How good that she is. That's good. Uh, you know, you got to feel strongly about something. Kicking about. Any more callers? No. No more callers. Okay, right. No more callers. What's all those lights? Forget about the lights. All right. I thought the studio <laughs> could use a little brightening up. <laughs> That's all they are. <laughs> Should I play an ID? We haven't done that enough yet. <laughs> David M. Green, Anthony McCormack, The Good Show. You've seen Party Beach. Now comes a new motion picture from United Capital. King Louis stars as a secret agent. The name of the motion picture is Secret Agent Man. These secret plans need to be carried over the border. Oh, I wish I could resist you, King Louis. You've made me a traitor to my country and my people. But, oh, you're just so far out. Oh, King Louis. King Louis is suave. He is charismatic. Women want him and men want to be him. The fate of the entire world rests in his hands. The world's future is assured. Suddenly, war is declared. Who will fight for justice and truth? King Louis will, in his new motion picture, Secret Agent Man. For the future of the free world, I challenge you to a surfing contest! Benedict C. Munro directs a screenplay by Bryant Goldstein. See King Louis as you've never seen him before. Racing cars, singing songs, and firing weapons. Rated PG-13. Is this on? Hi, I'm Dave. Oh, wait, I don't need to say that. MP3. 192 KBS The Good Show 
Actually, I guess I did need to say it because that ID didn't have my name in it. Hello, I'm David M. Green. I, I'm Anthony McCormack. Diet Coke, I'm more of a regular kind of Coke man, but you are a Diet Coke fiend, aren't you, David? Is that... I'm a Diet Coke machine. Mm. Not mm. the one that dispenses it, no. but, you know, the one that drinks it. If you were to stand you against a dispenser, <laughs> that could go all day, really. It would cause a black hole. <laughs> oh, that's what happened. Anyway, uh, I was down in Phillip Island, on Phillip Island, actually on the island, and uh, I went into an ice creamery because I wanted a Diet Coke. I didn't you, want ice yeah. cream. You wanted to get your Diet Coke fixed. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I bought a can of Diet Coke, and I walked out of the place, and I, pssst, I urinated in the can. Uh, no, I opened the can, and then I, uh, I I took a sip, and the first sip, oh, Oh, God. Mm, oh. Because it was Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. And then after that, <laughs> after that, there was a second. Oh, 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 that's, that's off. Yeah. That has expired. That's got to be way out. And I looked at the oh. bottom of the can. This is November. It expired in April. That's, that's seven, seven months. months. Seven months. And they were still selling it. So I thought, ordinarily, I actually, ordinarily, I would drink it. But I was feeling in a particularly bad mood, you know, mm. big city man down in quaint old Phillip Island. And uh, hello to all our listeners on the island. And I, you know what, I'm going to make a big deal about this. I'm going to go back and I'm going to ask for another one. Oh, I'm inspired. What, uh, what happened next? I went back in there. And I'm so <laughs> sorry. Uh, you seem to have sold me an expired Diet Coke. Uh, could I have another one, please, that's not expired? And she went, oh, okay. And she went and got another can. She gave it to me and I looked at the bottom and went, wait a minute, this is expired as well. And she went and looked at the fridge and looked at the bottom of all the cans. They're all, they all expired in April. They're all from the same batch. This is problematic. And then the, uh, the owner comes down, this large Italian woman. Well, you got your money back, didn't you? No. Before, well, I, Before th- the owner came down. No. Well, I, I, wanted, I, want, I, I asked for the money, but I think, I think she heard me from out the back. And she came out. <laughs> I'm going to solve this situation. And she says, oh, no, 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 you don't want your money. Man. What do you want? You want a Coke? You want a Fanta? You want a... Is that... uh, I just want to get out of here. Yeah, all right, I'll, I'll take it. She gave me a bottle of Diet Coke. I went, yeah, all right, fine, that's that's fine. I walked out. And then I realized, it took me a second, wait a minute, I walked in there and paid for a 375 mil can that, w- that was expired, and somehow I was talked into walking away with a 250 mil bottle for the same price, mm-hmm. and after I drank that, I realised that was expired too. Oh, the house always wins, David. Oh, to their credit, though, it wasn't seven months expired. The, the bottle was only three weeks expired. Well, that's better. You're trading up. It was, and I did drink it because I wasn't going in there a second time. Mm-hmm. I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> Would you go in there a second time, David? Uh, no. Oh, hang on. Set me up again. Would you go in there a second time, David? <laughs> You would not. Survey says... I could have walked away with a non-expired can of Diet Coke. (laughs) Yeah. That'll always be the dream. (laughs) And right now, this. Lady Chestington, may I have another one of your charming little tea scones? Well, certainly, Sir Pants Plate. You must eat my skin. I shan't have too many. I'm not expecting any other company. Well, if you're not expecting any other company, then who the devil is that? That's right. 
Everyone's favorite pop sensation, King Louis, is back in a new motion picture from United Capital. Richard L. Chester directs a screenplay by Pruitt Moskowitz. It is a reimagining of Henrik Ibsen's classic play, Hedda Gabler. Put on a gun, do what you're told. I'd do anything you tell me, Judge King Louis. Just give me the gun. The motion picture version of Hedda Gabler, starring King Louis, released through United Capital. I certainly am the weaker sex. How can I refuse someone so charming and suave? <laughs> Women want you, and men want to be you. <laughs> Suddenly, war is declared. Who will fight for justice and truth? King Louis will. In his new motion picture, Henrik Ibsen's Hedder Gabler. Rated PG-13. Hello, I'm uh, David M. Green. Anthony McCormack, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you're all too kind. Um, David, this is a little bit awkward to do on the air, but the manager of the studio is on the phone and he wants to know when he's getting paid. Really? Yeah. Well, let's cross to him now. Julia Gillard is a communist. All right, I don't see how that's relevant to getting paid. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think we should wrap it up. It's been all right, hasn't it? I I thought it was it wasn't great. No. But we delivered what we promised. It was good. It was a good show. I'm David M. Green. You can follow me on Twitter at David underscore M underscore Green. Or you can go to my website, DavidMGreen.com. I'm Anthony McCormack. You can try to follow me and see where it gets you. See you next time. That was The Good Show. And now stay tuned for Birds of a Feather. What a-